this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Recorder Richard hypothetically were to testify that, oh no, I'm not responsible for drop boxes on election day. Would that be accurate? It, it's my understanding, according to the EPM, that it specifically makes the recorder or the recorder's dead knee responsible for uh, the secure retrieval of ballots deposited in drop boxes. So it would be my understanding that that applies um, to election day. There is no exception to the requirements for election day. In the six vote centers, I specifically, and then there were the, the spoiled ballots that could be examined. I requested that the spoiled ballots be from those same, same vote centers. This allows me a more accurate response to be able to look at a spoiled ballot and see it's just the same ballot ID and the, the same actual ballot style as another ballot within that same voting center. The, the one thing that I, I have to point out is out of all the spoiled ballots and the duplicated original ballots, there were a total of 113 ballots examined. 48 of those existed because there was a 19 inch image of a ballot printed on 20 inch paper. Do you have all of Maricopa County delivery receipt documents? We do not have any. We requested them, but they said they had misplaced them. And those are the ones that were uh, for election day, correct? Well, actually, we didn't get a single one of those for the entire election. It, it is uh, the testimony of uh, the in the declaration of Runbeck uh, employees that no such documents existed for election day. For election day. Right. Hey, what about prior to the election? Yeah, so this was this form was actually created for all of the, the days prior to election day. I'm sorry, but my question was specifically related to election day. Okay. There, there were none. Well, we did not receive any. They said they misplaced them and the runback employees said none existed. No. Yeah, so this is a diagram of Maricopa County uh, ballot chain of custody from the voter to tabulation. And so what you notice is if you vote on election day, you know, you put your ballot in the tabulator. But if you vote early uh, in person in Maricopa or if you vote by mail, there are several transfers of the ballot and therefore uh, requirements for chain of custody. And what's interesting or unique about Maricopa County is, to my knowledge, they are one of the only counties in the country that outsources the intake or the receipt of their ballots to a third party organization. So. For example, we talked about the um, the uh, EPM and the requirement for chain of custody from the Dropbox to the county. In most counties, that's the end of the road. You know, you retrieve the ballot from the Dropbox, you transport it securely to the county, and it's tabulated there. That's not the case in Maricopa County. In Maricopa County, they then have to, after they've received it in the county and processed it according to the you know Arizona law, 
then they must, again, maintain secure chain of custody as they transfer it from Maricopa County to Runbeck, and then again when it comes back the other way. Okay, welcome. Uh, we're in the battleground. It is uh, the summer, winter solstice. It's the 21 December year of our Lord 2022, the shortest day of the year. Shortest day of the year, but a, a long a long day is going to be a long night of, of just breaking news. I think I've got, do I have Kelly Ward uh, with us? Kelly Ward, uh, head of the GOP in Arizona. Kelly, we're able to play, pull a few more clips. We could play others. Get us up to date uh, of what's going on here. Because I got to tell you, this is yeah. looks awful for Arizona. You finally got your day in court. And I got to tell you, this is humiliating for the state of Arizona. What a fiasco this is. Malfeasance, incompetence, all of it. Ma'am, take it away. Yeah, you know, I don't live in Maricopa County. I live in one of the other counties, one of the 13 rural counties in Arizona. And we are disenfranchised every election season by the incompetence and the corruption and the fraud and the malfeasance in Maricopa County. Our board of supervisors members know that as well as the rest of the state. The people certainly know it. And you're right, Steve, this is downright embarrassing on the national and the world stage, especially when we pointed out so many of these things that we're seeing play out again in the 2020 cycle, after the 2020 election. That was a rigged election, whether it was by Twitter or whether it was by Maricopa County themselves. Uh, and we didn't do anything about it. And it's sad for me as the head of the Republican Party of Arizona to know that Republicans were the ones who refused to do it. Our Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers, would not bring many election integrity bills forward. People like Paul Boyer and Michelle Ugenti Rita killed 13 election integrity bills in one fell swoop on one day. They are so-called Republicans. These are things that we knew went wrong in 2020, whether it was through nefariousness or just through incompetence. And there were bills put forward to correct it. And Republicans did not allow it to be fixed. That is sick. And that's why um, we need change at the RNC. We're going to have change at the Republican Party of Arizona because I'm not running to be the chairman of this party again. It's very, very difficult for me to want to stay in a party that has people like Mitch McConnell, who's giving away our entire country right now financially, um, and other people that are Republicans who are liars and losers and wimps and spineless backstabbers. We've got to get over that and we've got to get the good people together so we save this country. Kelly, uh, this is very important. I want you to go back to 2020, right? Because we're not going to give up on 2020 because it was stolen and Joe Biden's illegitimate. And this is one of the big problems the nation has, if not the central problem. Go, it's one of the most important things that was talked about today. You brought up in 2020, in fact, you got your foot in the door in, in, in court and showed that it was completely illegitimate and incompetent what they were doing and would have flipped the election. And then they shut it down. Walk through what you did in 2020 and how it directly relates to testimony in a court of law in Maricopa County on the 21st of December in 2022, ma'am. 
Yes. Yes. Well, we had multiple lawsuits, but we did have the one lawsuit, I think, in the entire nation that was allowed to present evidence before the court. It's called Ward v. Jackson. So Ward v. Jackson in Maricopa County, it went forward. The judge, I think he thought he was throwing us a bone. He let us look at 100 ballots, 100 duplicated ballots. He also let us look at 100 uh, ballot envelopes as well in that case. And that's very rarely talked about. But in terms of the duplicate ballots, we found a 3% swing to President Trump. And that election was decided by far fewer votes than 3%. We asked to look at all of the duplicate ballots and they said, there's just not enough time. And just to touch on those ballot envelopes, Maricopa County does not want the public to see what they accept as a signature verification, as a signature match. Because Steve, I'm telling you, they accept everything. What they accept is just pure crap. And that's why they have to hide it. Of those 100 envelopes that we got to look at in our case that they also had sealed. So no one can look at what those images looked like, but we got to see them. Our expert said that six out of 100, 6% didn't match. The Democrats expert said 11 out of 100, 11% didn't match. You know how many Maricopa County said matched? 100%. They accepted each and every one. This is a huge problem because that's the only form of voter ID we have for these mail-in ballots or ballots that are dropped off in a drop box or in the dead of night or at Runbeck by Runbeck family members. We have no earthly idea as to what they are actually accepting and they want to keep it from us. This case is blowing that wide open and it is being presented in open court as evidence. Anyone, no matter what the outcome of this case, and I think we're going to win, um, no matter what, they cannot deny that there is evidence of huge problems in our election system in Maricopa County, and it is an embarrassment. And it's not just affecting no. Maricopa County and Phoenix. It's affecting all of Arizona. It's affecting all of the United States. And really, it is affecting the world because of what happened in 2020. A hundred percent. By the way, they're disenfranchising the Maricopa County executives and the company that they contract out to are disenfranchising everybody else in Mojave, Cochise, uh, Yavapai, all these other counties. You ought to be uh, you ought to be in court like tonight to say, what in the hell did I hear today? Right. Mm -hmm. The arrogance, the incompetence, the malfeasance, chain of custody. Well, and I, I think mean, that, it, it I think is. That it, here's our the, go ahead. Future Attorney General Abe Hamaday will be in court, hopefully tonight. He's asking for an emergency hearing based on some of the things that he heard here today. Um, and I'm not exactly. sure if you heard just, just a few minutes before I came on, Katie Hobbs' attorney wanted to silence the tech that had evidence that of what was going on with the printers and the malfunctions. She didn't want that those text messages in that same day communication, real-time communication of what was happening on election day to be entered into evidence. But thank goodness the judge overruled that attorney and that got put into evidence as well. By the way, with Katie Hobbs on the stand, I mean, hopefully, maybe miraculously, that could be rethought tonight. Um, I want to go. You talked about all the bills, Rusty Bowers and all these people, you know, in Arizona, Republicans, all Republicans that shot down all these different voter integrity laws or square things away. So you have the procedures manual. And it's not from a couple of years ago, but there is a very laid out process for these elections, whether you like that it, process. It's pretty evident today 
that in Maricopa County, they don't care. They're just going to kind of call audibles and do what they feel is right, do what they think is right, given all the problems they've caused. They're just they're, The manual doesn't mean anything. The, the statutes that outline uh, elections in Arizona don't really matter to the executives overseeing these elections in Maricopa County. Would a reasonable person, Kelly Ward, just watching this today, on live stream, would a reasonable person have that as a takeaway as we sit here at, you know, what, three or four o'clock in the afternoon in Arizona time? Oh, yes, indeed. They think the laws don't apply to them, Steve. And the election procedures manual only matters when they decide it manual matters. The law only matters when they decide it matters. But whenever it affects them, then they do a John McCain and they say the law is for you, not for me. I don't need to follow the, uh, the law the, because I'm too important to actually follow the law. Uh, it is it's just sickening. It's sickening to watch what happens. Uh, back in 2020, we actually sued about the election procedures manual prior to it being certified by, uh, sadly, Doug Ducey and Mark Brnovich, who we presented over 100 problems with the election procedures manual that Katie Hobbs put forward, conflicts with the, the uh, state statute, etc., they didn't do anything to stop that. Um, but we sued and said that people have to follow statute, not an election procedures manual created by one member of the executive branch. We lost that case. And actually, the party was fined, I believe, around eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars $19,000, because we dared to say that statute is supreme to the election procedures manual. Now, we're still appealing that, um, and we haven't got any resolution on it. But isn't that crazy that the, the laws that the legislative branch makes, the People's House makes, and are signed into law by a govern, governor are usurped by one person in the executive branch creating a whole new way to do our elections. And think about this. If Katie Hobbs is in the governor's office and uh, Chris Mays is in the attorney general's office and uh, the secretary of state is Adrian Fontes, those three can collude to basically give Arizona H.R. 1. You remember that federal law that was a complete and total takeover yes. of our elections process from the people, giving it to the government, big government, federal government. They could create that here and no one would be able to stop them. Kelly, how do people follow you on social media? I know you want to go back and watch the trial. We thank you for stepping out. How do people follow you on social media, ma'am? I'd love for people to join me at Kelly Ward AZ, Kelly with an I, because I care about the people. Of course, I have a website too, kellyward.com. I get, send out a mail, uh, an email five days a week. So I'd love to keep in touch with you there. Come over, join the process, keep it, keep the fight going because uh, I haven't given up yet and I'm not planning on giving up. I want to save this country just like you do, Steve, and just like everybody who's watching knows that we have to. America is worth saving. Kelly Ward, you are a fighter, and now you see that you, what you were fighting for was absolutely 100% correct, 100% correct. So yep. thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. By the way, we're going to have Naomi Wolf. We're going to have Naomi Wolf probably at the bottom of the hour talking about the vaccine. Another perfect example of fighters that will not give up and have been proven right. Let me get Caroline Ren in here. Caroline, uh, you, you've been the wingman for, uh, for Kerry Lake uh, from the beginning. I want first just, just general overview of what you, what you have seen today in this court of law as far as evidence and, uh, and testimony go, ma'am. Well, Steve, I'm here in Maricopa County, and the, the Maricopa County House of Cards that Carrie was talking about is beginning to fall apart. 
uh, we we started today with testimony from the Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, who uh, was unshaved in a T-shirt on vacation in Panama, where he appeared to commit perjury at least twice. Um, so that was a fun beginning. Uh, the first time he, we think he committed perjury was when he said that he had nothing to do with the anti-Lake Pact that he, in fact, formed and created. The second time was when he claimed that he wasn't responsible for the oversight of the drop boxes on Election Day. And that's where we had our chain of custody expert testify and said that this is in direct contrast with the Arizona Elections Procedurals Manual. And so um, I'm not sure if it was due to his vacation or that he was just, you know, forgetting these uh, major items, but I'm hoping he's going to have to deal with that. Uh, we then moved on to Scott Jarrett, who was, you know, a, a real VIP too. He um, He's the co-director, co-elections director of Maricopa County. He appeared to have a complete and total nervous breakdown during his testimony and divulged that despite Republican leaders repeatedly telling them that there would be record turnout on election day in Maricopa County, that the Maricopa County's models did not account for this. So his breakdown was a uh, was another pleasurable part of the mid-morning. But then most explosively, our cyber expert testified that the failures of the machines on election day could not have happened without deliberate malice. And I think that's where we truly got into, you know, what is going to be explosive in this trial and rolling into tomorrow. Talk to us about that. Talk, talk because there's a lot of things today about the 19 inches versus the 20 inches chain of custody. But let's get let's get to the heart of it. And I think Katie Hobbs now they're 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 flapping around. They want to get testimony out. But baby, I got to tell you, Caroline, I know they can't do it because of time. But Katie Hobbs would have perjured herself a dozen times and melted down the rest of the time. She was she's not prepared to sit up there and take this kind of assault of questioning just to have people walk through the process. But to tell me, put some flesh on the bones of what you just said. So, so 48 of 113 ballots that were reviewed, this was during that, so the ballot review that we were granted uh, yesterday, but they during examination, examination, they were 19-inch ballots produced on 20-inch paper. But this one-inch discrepancy did cause the chaos on Election Day. And causing the mass rejection of these votes as they were attempted to be read through the tabulators is what happened. And Maricopa County is claiming that they created the ballots in-house. And why that was explosive is because that means that they intentionally created ballots that could be not could not be read by their printers. And that's not just malice, that is election sabotage. And then our chain of custody expert claimed that the whistleblowers from both the Maricopa County Tabulation Center and Rumbeck could provide no documentation for the transfer ballots from point A to point B. And that when she asked Maricopa County to provide such documentation, they provided ballot receipts for every day except for election day. What, what, I mean, this is pretty simple. What, what happened in Maricopa County was a deliberate act of sabotage where the machines were designed to fail. The chain of custody was designed to not exist at all. And Maricopa County, their argument, they want you to believe that they are so incompetent that all the problems on Election Day could just be written off as mistakes. But like, would that make it any better if the election was run by clowns and not crooks? I, I, that's, that is what they're arguing against themselves. But, but frankly, this was not an accident. This was done you know, either by a circus or with criminal intent. And that is what we're finding out in this trial. This is what I want to ask. Is this just in, because on one level, you can tell they're completely incompetent, right? That That's right. that's obvious. And they kind of make it up as they go along and they're violating uh, Arizona statute. So what they're doing is is criminal in that regard. The other is the is the intent and, and malfeasance beforehand. As you judge it right now, and who else should we focus on on where that's going to break? In either case, I mean, the remedy here 
it's got to be, an, I guess, a new election, right? I don't know how you can't possibly, if this is allowed to stand, every person in the state of Arizona, not in Maricopa County, ought to go, absolutely, they ought to go to their guy and say, hey, we got to go to court tonight because you're disenfranchising me. You're totally disenfranchising me. I'm watching this this circus, a clown show that's going out throughout the world. People in Germany are watching this. People in China are watching this. People in England are watching this. Australia. This is a humiliation to the people of Arizona. Caroline Wren. Well, the the, the question of incompetence versus is was it intentional sabotage is a tough one, probably only in Maricopa County, because you have to remember that the head of the Secretary of State's office, Katie Hobbs, is truly the most incompetent person I've ever encountered in my life. So I, they're trying to prove one or the other. It's it's. It's going to be tough because they are the most incompetent people on planet Earth who are also driven and the people behind them. Talk about these C3s that we've talked about, these the Mark Elias crews, they are sabotage. So what what actually happened here? And could it have been that someone was intentionally sabotaging this and taking advantage of people who are incompetent? It's probably some combination of both. That's why this trial is so exciting. I think our our lawyers did a tremendous job today. I think the witnesses were incredible. The whistleblowers that stepped out did an amazing job and very proud of all of them. You know, we still have another day of this, but it's uh, it's it's been fascinating to watch. Um, what would you tell people? What should they look forward to uh, look forward? Where should their focus be in going forward on this? If you go to SaveArizonaFund.com, we're streaming it live right there. So some people would ask me, how do you watch? You go right there. And so SaveArizonaFund.com backslash watch. And you can be watching all the time. Carrie Lake War Room on Twitter is doing an incredible job of putting out content. We've got a whole team that's clipping this and posting it. Uh, another thing that happened weird last night, we had our team come, came in to set up. They said we could have a video stream. All of a sudden, the cord just disappeared this morning. That was a correct cord. That's why you missed the beginning part of the trial. That just was a straight. All of a sudden, it was just gone. But uh, so just tune in tomorrow. If you didn't, if you missed some of it, we're going to upload the whole video so that you can go back and watch yeah. the testimony from today. Follow Carrie Lake, follow, follow Carrie Lake War Room and pray. Yeah, they've got uh, great uh, clips coming out nonstop. Also up on our getter, we're doing a live stream, Mo and, and Grace and others. I think we got 28, 30,000 following right now live. I want to say, I know we got them, Caroline, because Newsweek magazine just came out with uh, their big article and they're talking about the nits and some of the videos. That, hey, normally you have a year to prepare for trial. This had, you know, a week or so. If that's what you got is these nits on the video, baby, stand by. I think of Mark Elias in the left. When Mark Elias is tweeting out that somebody got a plane ride by Mar uh, Mike Lindell. They're nervous. They're very nervous. And this is going, I think it's going so far. Uh, it compliments to the legal team having put this together at the last second. So, Caroline, real quickly, Caroline, what's your what's your social media? It's at Caroline Wren on Getter, Twitter, Truth. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, we got a lot. We got the Ukraine. We got uh, we got Omnibus. I got a lot to get to. I want to bring in Natalie Winters. I've got a cold open for. Naomi Wolf, so I want to hold her through the break because I want to play the cold open, particularly uh, what happened at Amfest. I thought it was very powerful. Uh, Natalie, you've got another exclusive thing, but I got to ask you first, the head of our marketing, Madeline Peltz, <laughs> has been, is this how women, you know, no offense, is this how women are in, in, in corporate thing? They very, it, it, she's, she's very negative on you. you you're, one, you're the top investigative reporter around. You're, you've broken so much ground, so much of the new investigations coming out of the new Congress are going to be off of your investigations about the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, no one's ever come back on any story and ever blown up a source of yours. 
Um, and does she turn into like a stalker now? There was the thing the other day. You're you're <laughs> gracious to come in. All the work you're doing at Amfest, you're gracious enough to come in and and co-host the thing where we're live and we're you know we're pulling guys in everything like that. She's very and, by, it's, and correct me if I'm wrong. Madeline Peltz, our head of marketing over at Media Matters, for six years she's been the deputy director of rapper response madeline no offense in politics rapper response is like the grundoon's job that they come in for the first six months of their career could kind of learn how to pull clips no one madeline in human history has been a deputy director for six years okay it just it's time to move on and stop picking on our natalie winners is she stalking you natalie it's, it's getting it's getting weird I think so. I think we should maybe add a new title for her. Obviously, she's the marketing director here at War Room. But if she wants the title, she can have it. She can be the president of the Natalie Winters fan club. Um, I think it only fitting. Whoa! But yeah, there's so much subtext there. There's so much subtext. Go ahead. But it, it, it really is disingenuous. I mean, this is the first time that I think Media Matters has come after me, and I take it as a huge badge. Of honor because it means I'm doing something right. Uh, but Madeline Peltz obviously watches this show every day, right? We're so grateful we basically give her her job. Um, we do. And it's kind of funny that that she would say that I'm just a window dressing for the show and that I don't ever contribute anything. Uh, I like to think I contribute <laughs> stuff. Uh, she also demeaned me. She said I was only the co-host and not the executive editor. So I guess you must not know that warroom.org is always up and firing, putting out yeah. new stories. So I guess I might just have to pivot I, yeah. and start looking into I, media I, matters. No, 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 no. Here's what I think. I think that they're not a group that reads a lot over there. Okay. They're kind of like they watch the tube. They, and by the way, we appreciate Madeline. We love Madeline, right? We pray for Madeline. Yes. Madeline's had some health issues and she's back now in the saddle. We, we, we're, we, we, we love Madeline because. She focuses on war room. So, so we absolutely love it. I just think it's, it's, a, it's getting her, the obsession with Natalie winners is getting a little strange, right? We can't have Natalie winners be stalked. Now you've got another breaking story. I got to go to break. I got the great Naomi Wolf and I've got to show the things that came out of, uh, out of Amfest because it plays to everything that she's fought for for the last couple of years. You also have uh, a new breaking, a story investigative report for us off of the War Room site. We're going to get to all that. We're going to take a short commercial break. Here's what we're going to do. Short commercial break. We're juggling a lot of balls. You got you got the Kerry Lake trial live. You got Zelensky up on Capitol Hill. Uh, you got the omnibus fight. A lot of information on that. There's big breaking news out of Florida on the, uh, on the RNC of it all. It is a busy, busy winter solstice here in the War Room. 21 December, the year of our Lord, 2022. It is the shortest day of the year, but long on news. Short break. Naomi Wolf joins us next in the war room. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. 
covidtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than covidtaxrelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. But don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Because when I look at our country right now and I look at our world, we're faced with a lot of threats. And I said this in New York not long ago, I'll say it again today. We're at war. 
As an intelligence officer, I have to declare my assessment, that my assessment is that we are at war, and it's a different kind of war. Right? The media was very upset with me when they saw, and I said this. You know, Joy Reid is still losing her mind over it. But that's okay. She didn't have much of one to begin with. And, and the New York Times and the Washington Post and all the others, I don't even read the hit pieces anymore because I just laugh. I said, ha, look how mad I made them. So I delivered my assessment and it was thus. We are in a fifth generational conflict. A fifth generation conflict does not mean a war of sword and shield. It means a war of tweets, of memes, of narratives, of information, a psychological war. Matthias Desmond described this as mass formation psychosis. And throughout 2021 and 2022, this nation faced the most evasive, high-level mass formation psychological operation that's ever been seen in Western history. And that was the push to make you stay at home, to take a vaccine that was not fully tested and rushed, and that your children should take it and that you should be boosted. And Dr. Burks admitted in her book that they ratcheted up the punishments to ensure compliance. I'll tell you something right now. I do not comply. We do not comply. No. Okay, well, welcome back. Uh, Dr. Naomi Wolfman, we've got the, the uh, from Max Evans. I want to play the part, in, uh, but I got to clean up the language because it was about the Tim Pool show and I was live on the stage. Naomi, everything you fought for was, uh, you'd have been incredibly proud, manifested out at the AmFest conference of uh, Turning Point USA. I think 12,000 attendees, two thirds of them young people, a third of them war room posse, uh, and others. Just absolutely incredible. And the concept came up in the Tim Pool show called the 50 million. And this is actually now the formation of a new political movement. These are the people that stood in the breach and said, nope, I am not going to take the vax, no matter what you try to do to destroy me. Walk me through that, that concept of, of where we are now right now in this fight with the more information that comes out every day, your fight legally against the big pharma. But where do you think we stand, ma'am? It's ex Well, first, I agree with everything Mr. Pasovic set up there. Um, and I'm glad that these ideas are becoming increasingly mainstream and understood that we're at war and that this was a massive psychological operation. He's 100% correct. Um, I'm happy to hear that young people especially are... Uh, creating a movement and a name for a movement of non-compliance and that they're understanding that the vaccine and the psychological operation and the lockdowns were all part of an assault on them. They, they need to resist in an organized way. Um, and as you were saying earlier, there's a lot of news today um, that I want to bring to this audience to, to support uh, that formation of a, a mass movement. I hope it's a bipartisan, nonpartisan movement because heaven knows left and right need it equally. And heaven knows the RNC and the DNC are not going to save us from, from our enemies. You know, these, these 
these globalists who have done everything possible to destroy humanity and 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 destroy culture, destroy religion, destroy destroy America and the West. Um, so if I can launch right into my updates, sure. can I go right ahead? Go for it. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Um, thank you. Well, <laughs> huge. It's just like sometimes I, I think there must be something to astrology because nothing will happen, nothing will happen, nothing will happen. And then on one day or in one week, everything will happen. <laughs> and right. And so much is is crumbling and falling apart. So um, just some headlines. There's been a voluntary recall by the FDA. Remember our friend, the FDA, that colluded with Pfizer to conceal these massive harms from you that, that we've been reporting. Um, now they're voluntarily recalling three detect COVID-19 test lots because the tests are not accurate. So just as my book, The Bodies of Others, warned everyone, um, it, this was an unverifiable pandemic. And one of the key metrics, as you, of course, recall, that the test kit turns out to um, need to be recalled because it didn't work. Um, as importantly, or even much more importantly, um, this there we have an amazing piece by Vigilant Fox, who is a blogger, um, and I'm proud to say that we've just had him join our distinguished roster of commentators. Also recently, the amazing Claire Dooley, documentarian, and the amazing Etana Hecht, the Israeli journalist, have all joined Daily Clout. Well, Vigilant Fox did a really important piece that's up on Daily Clout and on his Substack, uh, Missing Vare's Reports. And Dr. Ely, whom you know of because he's been uh, a leader with Senator Linthicum and Senator Thatcher, state senators in Oregon, for a grand jury investigation in Oregon, launched from Oregon into CDC willful misconduct in handling the VRS data. Dr. Ely has confirmed, and Jessica Rose also confirms independently, that CDC, meaning Dr. Walensky, has removed 32,000 plus records of myocarditis and pericarditis from the VARS database between September of 2022 and December of 2022. So everyone, please absorb that. Uh, the head of the CDC, the, you know, the job of the CDC is to monitor signals in databases like the VRS database, which belongs to Dr. Walensky. It's her job to notice signals, as we discussed last time I was on the show, and we talked about the 108,000 rows of um, hypertension results that broke the pipeline. They, there were so many that she hadn't noticed. Um, well, she's covering her tracks, and she's engaging in um, more criminal conduct, it certainly appears, because she's covering up the scene of a crime. And she's doing it not coincidentally after, or while, I should say, because some of it began before the announcement, but while uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida has announced that he too is pursuing a grand jury investigation into, into malfeasance around the vaccine. And Dr. Latipo, who's his a medical advisor in Florida, um, has has made it clear, as has, doc, has, has Governor DeSantis, that the focus of their investigation is going to be myocarditis and pericarditis cases. And, and lies and fraud and concealment around those and harms that were not. And I think, honestly, I think they took, as they should, some of their approach from one of our 
uh, Daily Clout War Room uh, research volunteers reports that showed that there was a four month delay. This was Dr. Chris Flowers and his team wrote this, our people, four month delay between the first uh, that the FDA and uh, Pfizer knew of myocarditis in, in young adults and teens a week after injection versus four months later when the uh, government agencies issued a press release. So this is huge. Dr. Walensky is, is erasing 32,000 plus individual records in the database that exists to record problems with a vaccine and to allow a vaccine to be withdrawn. And remember, there were only 50 deaths with the swine flu vaccine. It was like, no, pull it, it's over. Well, there have been 31,000 deaths in VARS and, and millions of disabilities. And all of this is in Vigilant Fox's wonderful uh, summary of this. So that's pretty huge. And I actually reached out to uh, Dr. Latipo and asked him to um, be in contact. I hope he hears this and <laughs> responds because uh, Dr. Ely and Senator Linthicum and Senator Thatcher have, have done an extraordinary job amassing all of this evidence of willful misconduct. Um, and now we see even more of it on the part of Dr. Walensky and the CDC. So she is, needs to be in a jail cell as quickly as possible. We, 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 we've got to bounce, but I have to ask you a question. As you've, as you've seen the, is there any more good information coming out on this vaccine given the different verticals you look at, or is everything now just going to be an unfolding of the lies, misrepresentations, and the harms, because we got to get the Congress. We got we got to get a solution. But is big well, pharma because now that. they're not testifying in Europe? Is it? Yeah, go go ahead, ma'am. No, I I do have a solution. I want everyone to pay attention to. There's a bill HB nine three six six that was introduced December first by two Republicans, and it basically strips um it strips the vaccine manufacturers of their in, immunity, and it um causes them to be liable. So it's a solution to everything that has, there you go, that everything that has stood you, in our way. And and I also want to say that you've got to pass this. And I also want to announce another huge victory, which is George Smith, our lawyer, one of our two yeah. groups of lawyers going after Pfizer, has now announced yeah. that he has eight to 10 solid plaintiffs and is going ahead with them by the end wow. of January. So there's another benchmark wow. in another uh, case I want, I want everybody to go to cloud to support this, but, but real quickly, I just want to know, cause we'll get, uh, we'll have you back on the guys on a, on this HB. And I want to give the thing. Do you believe that we have to go there? You, you're saying we have to strip big pharma of the immunity that was given to them uh, in order to get to the, to the bottom of what happened and also for their ability to take care of the victims. I, I think of course, I mean, it's not just one assault, right? We need to move ahead with the litigation. We need to move ahead with legislation. We need to move ahead with criminal charges. Um, we need to move ahead with the grand jury investigations. All of these are necessary, but definitely, you know, the numbers of people injured and disabled, and Ed Dowd has shown this, are, are and Steve Kirsch, Steve Kirsch has shown it, the VRS database shows it, are now in the hundreds of thousands in the United States due to this vaccine. They need care. They need, they, they have medical bills. They, you know, they cannot work. Um, and so absolutely, if you pass this bill, which is so important, and you can use the bill campaign at the top of my getter feed to, to, to send it through your social media, advocate for it, um, 
that allows all these people to get money back, to get settlements from Pfizer and Moderna for injuring them or killing their loved ones. It's, it's absolutely critical. The 50 million, the ones that didn't take it, we're having Naomi back on that. Naomi, how do they get to Daily Cloud? How do they get to all your social media? How do they go and find out more about the suits uh, to see if they're so disposed to support them, ma'am? Thank you. Please go to dailycloud.io. Please also go to campaigns because we've got amazing new functionalities. It's the Facebook alternative that will not uh, surveil or censor you or harvest your data. Um, and also go to my getter feed, which is uh, Dr. Naomi R. Wolf. Um, I'm back on Twitter, even though I was banned again after three days and then unbanned. They can't make up their minds. Um, I have mixed feelings about it, but you can see me on Naomi R. Wolf on Twitter, posting from Getter because my allegiance is to Getter. And uh, my Substack is outspoken. Oh, and the box set of The Bodies of Others, allseasonspress.com, box set with um, RFK Jr.'s The Real Anthony Fauci. So we are winning, yeah. everyone. It's thanks to thanks to you all. And and happy Hanukkah no, it's, and Merry uh... Almost Christmas. Thank, happy Hanukkah to you and the first couple of days of Hanukkah and um, Merry Christmas. We'll have you back on Naomi. Yeah. So much going on. Wish you were really out there so in much. Arizona. You're, you're, you're beloved. You were beloved by that audience. I want to go to somebody else who's fighting the good fight. Uh, thanks, Naomi. Tiffany, Tiffany, you know, I've been all over the FBI today. I had Boris on this FBI statement and of everything. And I want to get you on for a few minutes. I, I appreciate you sticking there. Moms for Liberty. You had an incredible tweet. When the FBI came out with their excuse, hey, just normal course of business. We're working with these things to kind of identify these these bad guys. I want you to just tell the people, tell the audience what you immediately came back with, ma'am, about the FBI and DOJ. Well, they called parents domestic terrorists and they put drag queens into our elementary schools. So of all the things that have happened over the past year, the FBI knowing that they have been working in collusion with social media and other companies to censor Americans is the least shocking thing I think that has happened. Honestly, don't you agree? I agree. The parental rights movement is going to be the one of the centerpieces of protecting the American family in, if not the centerpiece yeah. in, in 2023. Walk me through, take a couple of minutes, walk me through how you see that playing out because uh, trust me, the entire apparatus is coming for the American family. And the way they're coming for the American family is to weaponize the children against the parents. Uh, basically, this is this is the internal war that they're going to have against us, ma'am. Yes. Uh, tonight, I'll be hosting a Twitter space, actually, with a woman, Lily Tang Williams, who ran uh, for office in New Hampshire and was raised during the time of Mao's Cultural Revolution in China. And the parallels are shocking. James Lindsay, I know you've had him on. He talks about the building of the Red Guard in America. Truly, a wedge is being driven between the parent and the child in America's public schools. This is not a joke. Um, no tinfoil hat here. This is real. It is happening, and we have to address it. Parental rights are fundamental. That means that no, that the government can't take these rights from you. They don't give them to you. They can't take them away. It's very important for us to remember. And so everything that we're doing, all of these laws, you know, I look at them through the lens of parental rights, under the umbrella of parental rights, curriculum transparency. Steve, you can't direct your children's ed education from a reactive position. So you have to be able to see what they're learning in advance of them learning it. And that's really the point. American parents want to direct the lives of their children to direct their upbringing. And that is clearly under attack in America. 
So thank you for always having us on at Moms for Liberty because we are truly working to unify, educate, and empower parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. What time is this tonight? Because we want to get, and we'll, we'll re-put it up on, on Getter Live. We do this when Elon talks on, on Twitter. What time is the Twitter? Because this is going to be fascinating. What time is your Twitter uh, uh, show tonight? Every Wednesday night at 9 p.m., I host a Twitter space. It's live, and I try to bring in different people to share uh, their perspective about the, the issues that are impacting American families. So tonight at 9 o'clock again, Lily Tang Williams, who grew up during Mao's Cultural Revolution in China, will be speaking with me on Twitter Spaces. And if you've never done Twitter Spaces before, it's really easy. You just look to, at the people that you're following. If there's a ring around their uh, symbol for their name, you can click on that and see what space they're yeah. participating in. You can listen. You can request to speak. It's neat fun function, I think, of Twitter. I'm going to bet you now that we'll, we will get a bigger, uh, your, as big as your Twitter will, we'll get more on Getter following your Twitter. We do this with Elon all the time, and we always pride ourselves in getting a bigger audience <laughs> than him. So we're going to, at 9 <laughs> o'clock tonight, we're going to be there, and I'll probably be commenting. Tiffany, uh, real quickly, your social media handle also, because you're one of the great warriors out there. Thank you, Steve, for that. Uh, at for Tiffany Justice, or the other co-founder of Moms for Liberty, is at Tina Deskovich. And uh, follow us at Moms, the number four, Liberty, uh, uniting, educating, and empowering parents all across the country. Uh, 260 chapters in 43 states and growing every day. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Appreciate you hanging out for us. Um, Man, that's a couple of great warriors back-to-back, -back, Naomi Wolf and uh, and Tiffany Justice. I want to bring in our own Natalie Winters. Nat, I want to get more into the story you're breaking now tomorrow, but I, I want to – you've done so much coverage of the CCP, and you see the assault of the American family that they're under. You were out there, the new federal state. Uh, is it is – it, and you just had this thing on misinformation, disinformation. Is it tinfoil hat – to say that the apparatus has targeted the American family like Mao and the Red Guard targeted uh, the Chinese family back in the 1960s in the Cultural Revolution. Is it, do you have a tinfoil hat on to think that it's under assault today, ma'am? Not at all. I think the nullification project that you talk about, which goes against not just the MAGA movement, but the parental rights movement, really anything that I think kind of undergirds the populist movement. I think we're learning day by day with the Twitter files, with this whole kind of misinformation industrial complex, that it's not just a whole of government effort to subvert this movement, but it's really a whole of society effort. And what I mean by that is that the FBI, the DHS, all of these other agencies that are under their purview um, are really trying to, I think, infiltrate all levels um, of society's parental rights groups um, to really, I think, sort of take children away from, from having their parents be the main influence in their lives um, and leave it up to the public school system. Because believe me, in America, where, you know, what public school teachers are able to indoctrinate them with, if these kids buy into the lies that they're telling them in these schools, um, it's a lot easier for the Democratic Party to win elections. They wouldn't even have um, to rig them. So I, I think this parental rights movement really poses an existential threat um, to the authority of a lot of these agencies, this sort of deep state, because it brings children back to be under the power and control of their parents um, and, not, and not the government. It's so correct to call what's going on right now um, a version of the Little Red Guard. And make no mistake, the Chinese Communist Party is very active in American classrooms, too, um, not just shaping how young kids 
think about China, I think that's sort of the first level of critiquing the CCP's involvement in American classrooms. But a lot of this woke agenda, and I've done a lot of reporting on this, um, you can trace roots back to Beijing um, in terms of educators taking trips to China, China funding curriculum that has to do with equity and racial agendas and, you know, all the, the crazy terms that the left loves to use. So that's sort of the, I think, second and more nefarious take on how China influences our school system. We're going to be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Natalie be with us. Uh, we're also going to cover this, uh, the the uh, Twitter talk tonight. We're going to put it up on our getter. We're also going to have post-game on the Kerry Lake, all of it. We're going to get into the investigative report, the new one that Natalie has done. Also, Natalie, I want to break out. I definitely want to make sure people see the, the what we did at Charlie Kirk's studio of the day about your high school, about your <laughs> high school and college. Because I've had so many people, no, Con kind of said, look, if a smart, tough young woman like that can be under that pressure just think what happens to a normal kid right natalie winters real quickly your your uh, getter on twitter how do people get to you natalie g winters see you tomorrow morning 10 o'clock in the war room years have proven that we need to be prepared we constantly see government overreach attacks on our communication and energy grid worldwide conflict natural disasters and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now, go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.